Hey guys, this is my second podcast for the night. It is still Sunday, December 15th, and I'm doing these because I probably won't have a chance, excuse me, to do another um, this year. I probably might, I might try to squeeze one in, but I got a busy, this is my last week in the office, so I've got a busy week coming up and then holidays and this and that. So I'm going to knock this out. I try to do as many as I can. These are my top 10 sort of hot Instagram topics. I actually have these written down from the last time I asked the question. So I threw in a couple of new ones, mixed in some old ones, and don't fret. If I haven't answered your question, I'm going to probably get around to it. Number one question, how to build healthy relationships. And, you know, the one thing that I would say about building healthy relationships is that you have to be healthy. Um, you know, if you find that your relationships, personal, professional, just don't seem to be getting anywhere, it might be time to look at yourself and say, you know, these are all your choices. You choose people, you know, that are in your life, you, you know, even your family. I know that, you know, if you're over the age of 18 and you have, you know, you can move about the earth by yourself. Um, it is still your choice. And, you know, I've made some decisions to deal with or not deal with certain people, family or not, because it's just not healthy for me. So, you know, if you're a person that constantly has drama, you're really toxic, um, I don't have time for it. I don't even care, you know, if we're birthed from the same place. It's not going to work. So healthy relationships start with you being healthy and making healthy choices and However, you can best get healthy. Um, if you can't get healthy by yourself, I said it before and I'll say it again, seeking professional help to get mentally healthy is never going to hurt. Seeking professional help to get physically healthy doesn't hurt. You're not a professional at everything, you know, so don't feel bad about reaching out and getting help in areas that you need help in. Um, so that's a light one. We probably go deeper into that, but I'm just going off the dome. I don't really have any notes on this. So those are, these are just my top of mind thoughts. Um, number two, surviving singledom. I was going to do a whole podcast on that, but I really don't know why being single is, you know, so doomed. I've been single and not single and I really didn't find one to be better than the other. You know, I think that I spent my 20s working really hard and then I got into a long, uh, you know, a serious live-in relationship. And while I enjoyed it at times, I didn't find it to be better than my single life at all. Like, I really didn't. And, you know, I've had relationships, several of them. Um, and I think that there's a part that we miss about dating, you know, just understand what dating is and dating is really trying several candidates until you find a fit and i think that that's what the fairy tale is about you know what is it cinderella story you know until you you find your shoe like stop pouring your whole life into someone that you're dating and if it doesn't work out move on i remember my very first heartbreak i was 20 and I met this guy and he was trying to talk to me and I was just like, no, I'm just so heartbroken. I'm not talking to anyone. And he was like, you know, let me just say something to you. And I'm like, what? He says, if you went to your favorite, if you went to a shoe store and you found your favorite pair of shoes and you asked the salesman for your size, you know, and they said they only, okay, you were an eight and they said they only have a seven or a six. Would you stop wearing shoes because they don't have your size? Like, would you stop wearing shoes completely because this one shoe that you just needed to have didn't fit? Would you stop wearing shoes? 
And I was just like, looking at him like, duh, like, no. And he was like, that's how you need to think about your last relationship. It was a beautiful shoe. You really loved it and you really wanted it to work. But honey, it's not your size. And I think that that is kind of how you move through singledom. It's this, this person is not your size. I recently broke up with someone, I guess you could say three months ago. Um, and I'm still feeling a way about it. You know, it's a bummer because I've really enjoyed many things about the relationship, but it's not a fit, you know, and there are a lot of things that are nice, but overall, you got to be willing to rip the bandaid off, go through the pain, the hurt. It sucks. Trust me. It sucks. But use it to pour into other things, you know, and you don't want to settle. Be mindful of your choices. Remember who you are, really. There's this huge successful myth when it comes to black women, like you were so successful. And it's like, stop letting these people gas you up. Like we work, we have a job and and you can't be asking for a mate that's 10 times better or whatever when you're not even stepping up. And like I said before, when you get dope, you're, the doper you get, the doper your choices get. Trust me when I tell you. So if you're, what you are what you're attracting. Understand that. Um, and you have to date with discipline. You know, men like sports. There's this book that I read that this girl introduced me to on one of my vacations. It's called um, The Rules. And my mom has read it, and I know people are going to hate on me for talking about it. Like, it's one of those books like this. You take what you need, leave the rest on the floor, but I like it. Um, and there's more to life than love. I know that love is a huge part of life, but there's so much other stuff that you could be focusing on that being single is not a death sentence, ladies. It's really not. And stop letting people sell you that. And the truth is, is you could be with somebody right now, but most of us don't want the person who wants us. So let's be honest and go live your life and let the person for you was going to find you while you're being awesome, much like your mentor. Um, number three was an internship, how to get it after your college experience. Was that on there? I hope I wrote that down because I don't remember writing it. Um, and I think that, you know, after you graduated um, and, you know, you've been in the workforce for a while and you decided to change careers and you want to do something different, you've got to really be open and honest and upfront with people and also, you know, not be afraid to be vulnerable and tell people what you're willing to do for the job. So I, um, there was a guy that I went to school with that was like 40 something when I was in college that had just changed his mind, changed his career and was and, and people respected it for you have a right to change your mind remember that like you know you have to feel comfortable saying hey you know 10 years ago i really thought i wanted to do this but today i really want to do this and i am open and willing and ready to learn um and and this is what i bring to the table more than you know a newer employee i bring you know maturity companies love to hear that i bring maturity i bring this i bring that um just keep it real keep it open keep it honest you don't have to lie to people about who you are, where you're going, what you want to do in life. People love the story of the underdog and they love honesty. And if you get turned down, it wasn't for you. Just know that. Number four, the power of positive thinking, myth or reality. Um, I think that positive thinking it really will do so much for your life. Um, every day I wake up, I decide that I'm going to be positive and I'm going to have a good day. I usually start my day, small prayer. Thank you. You know, thank you. Thank you for whatever, whatever I'm feeling. Thank you for me waking up, for the sunshine, you know, for the rain, for, you know, the fact that my heat is on, you know, for, you know, the fact that I have these sheets that I just love, for friendship, for everything. You know, there's always something, no matter how hard your day is, there's always something to be grateful for. 
and just remember to be grateful. I mean, your life is not that bad. I, you know, it's easy to focus on what's going wrong, but when you start to focus on what's going right, you know, it, it really overshadows those little small things. Your life is not going to be perfect all the time. No one's is. Mine isn't. The person that you look into the right or left, you know, those people on Facebook and Instagram constantly posting pictures, babe and I, me and the kids, you know, my first day at work, I'm on vacation. Honey, that's not real. So remember that everybody's, everybody is struggling in some way. What you may not know is that person's mother or father may be suffering from cancer or they may have lost a friend or they may have lost their best friend or gotten into a fight and friendships are crumbling. You don't know. So think positively and watch the way, you know, it shapes your life. And I'm going to throw in this other one about judging. I see it all the time on Instagram and, and I'll be honest, it cooks my grits because I see girls, how do you feel about this girl or that girl? You know, because that's girls different from you. You want to judge this girl. So, okay, a girl might dress sexy and you choose not to dress sexy. A girl might wear something sexy on the internet that you might not do because somebody doesn't do something that you don't do does not make you better. It makes you different. And what you have to realize is that every second that you take to judge someone else, you are judging yourself. Because while you're saying, look at this girl, she's not this, she's not that, she's not doing this and not, not doing that, you're stunting your own growth. You're not making a move on what you should be making a move on because you're saying the same thing to yourself. I'm not good enough. Because if you can look at another woman and think that she's not good enough and she's doing, then you have a real problem if you can look at another person that is doing and, and think that you are better than them and you are not doing anything. It's like, think about that energy that you're giving to the negativity, to, to, to stopping and, and look at everything as a boomerang. What I say about another woman, I say about myself. She's not, she's not, she's not. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. Redirect your focus, stop judging. It is so not necessary. And my mom always says this thing, and I really should do a podcast on like 10 things my mother taught me. But my mom taught me very early. I would be like, oh my God, mom, look at so-and-so, look at what they're doing. She's like, you know what we're going to do? We're going to let so-and-so mind her business. That's what we're going to do. Because as women, that's what we do. Mind your own business. For real. Okay. Number five. What would I do differently? Um, oh my God, I really don't even have enough time. Honestly, I'm, I'm appreciative of the way that I've done just about everything in my life. There's a handful of things that, you know, given the chance, I probably wouldn't have done. Um, but I can't change those things now. And those things usually relate to like my personal life friendships, things that I thought I thought I was doing the right thing. But it turns out I wasn't you lose friendships along the way. But reason, season, lifetime, I'm grown. Um, but in terms of like the mistakes that I've made, some of the awful things that I've done, um, those things shaped me. And honestly, I wouldn't be able to stand here as, you know, a growing person if I hadn't made those mistakes. And so while some things are absolutely regrettable, like, I really wish I wouldn't have said that. Or, I really wish I wouldn't have done that. Um, I live by doing. And, you know, when you're a doer, you're going to always make more mistakes than the talker. Um, number six vision boards. What are my thoughts on them? I really don't have a problem with vision boards as long as you have a plan to execute. Like I say, have a vision board, vision board, plus an accountability partner. Like if you're going to have a vision board, have a vision board partner, even if it's or a party and you people link up and then you have somebody that says, Hey, let's get together and have lunch or breakfast every two or three months. And let's bring our vision boards and keep me on track. 
you know, you need that. Because people just love pasting pictures to boards and looking at it. They don't even do anything. So it's like, if you're going to have a vision board that you ain't going to do nothing about, then stop wasting everybody's time, specifically your own. Like, you are the only person that can waste your time, okay? Stop wasting your time. If you're going to do something about it, and if you know you need help, get a partner. I have an accountability partner. I have plenty of accountability partners. Like, I will call some, I have people that I reach out for for various things. We all need help. It doesn't hurt to have somebody keep you accountable. And let me take a quick sip because my mouth's dry. Number seven, who do I look up to? How did my friendship change? And how is my self-image boosted? I think that's what it said. I'm not sure what I wrote in the notes, but I wrote this down probably months ago. Um, I look up to some of my friends, Ken of Beautiful. I look up to him because you know, I've never met a person, the beautiful hair steamer. I don't know if you guys know about that, but Ken is one of my best friends. And I look up to him because I've just never met a person who, who is like ultra, ultra committed to greatness every single day of the week, every minute of his life. You know, I don't know a person that like literally takes advantage of every second of the day. Um, but not just with like work, 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 but like fun things and living, you know, and he, has inspired me and pushed me to really live my fullest life. Um, my parents, being young parents, um, being challenged, you know, doing the best that they can. You know, we constantly as a family work through forgiveness. Um, we work through friendship. I think we are all very young and, you know, I'm very, we're, we're, I say we're young, meaning my parents had me young. And so you, it is not uncommon that you kind of grow up together. And so we have all essentially grown up together. And so I look up to them as, you know, being their age and being able to bend and, and be flexible and understand, you know, friendship and family. Uh, that's really huge. Um, there's a lot of people, you know, I have my like celeb. I love Oprah. I love Jay-Z. Um, those would be my two, like if I ever had a chance to like meet and talk. I just love, I just dig what they do. Um, how did my friendship change, uh, after, I guess you can, I, I'd go, I'd say it's success, um, of Curl Locks. My friendships, some of them changed completely and, uh, it was very hurtful. Um, it's not really that much you can do about it. You know, I, it's hard when, um, you really want to be friends with someone for a lifetime because that's kind of how I am, but everyone can accept, everyone cannot accept where you go in life. And I think that to some people, the appearance was that I was an overnight success, but I absolutely was not. Um, I sacrificed all of my life. Um, I sacrificed, you know, from a young person, from being six years old, you know, with my parents fighting and, you know, I skipped the first grade to just diligently being focused, being committed to being disciplined. And I think you guys can tell how many books I've read. Um, so it is hard. It is hard to lose people along the way because you care about them. But you kind of just have to charge to the game. I have people that I was friends with that don't speak to me anymore um, because they think I think I'm something, but I don't, I mean, if you were my friend, you would know 
how hard I have worked and and I do this for purpose. I do it for passion and it's like I never have done it for money. And so, you know, you are rewarded. You will get rewarded when you when you go straight from your gut and your soul and your heart. You will be rewarded. And there's nothing you can't I couldn't help that, you know? So I get a little emotional because um, it's hard. But some of my friendships changed. Um, some of them didn't change at all. So, and I don't consider those people that I lost along the way that they weren't real friends. Um, the unfortunate thing is that when we talk about generational trauma, it is so hard sometimes to celebrate someone if you don't know their whole story. And even sometimes if you know their whole story, it's still hard to celebrate them because you want it to be you and it can be you, but it, you have to just respect the timing. One thing that I will tell you is that I never thought that I wouldn't make it. Like I never sat around being like, you know what? I'm not going to make it or I may not make it. I never questioned whether or not I would make it. I just said, you know what? It's a matter of when. And it didn't matter to me. It didn't matter if I was 22, 32, 42, 52, 82. I knew that as long as I stayed committed to my purpose and my passion that I was going to make it. So the timing doesn't matter. Um, and my self-image, this is a great question. My self-image definitely um, boosted. I think that, you know, when I was in my 20s, I would spend a lot of time, you know, I dated and, and, and I was trying to convince people, you know, and guys and just people in general, like, you know, I am hardworking. I am... I am your team's key player. Like I am here and I'm going to play to win. And because I didn't have anything, I didn't have any gold medals. I didn't have any awards. Nobody really believed me. And so now is a moment where I get to say, it's not, I told you so, but it's more like, I knew this about me and I'm glad that I got to see who I, you know, who I am. They're not about other people. I'm glad that I was able to witness within my lifetime what I worked for, you know? It's like, I've been digging deep for a long time. And so it was so crazy. My parents are divorced, but you know, my dad called me and he said, I'm so glad that your mom and I get to witness what, you know, witness this with you because we just think you're so very cool so my self-image has definitely boosted not in a like narcissistic way I've always been like very um confident I've always been that and that's more of a like that's more of a that's a play that's like I cannot be in this game I cannot play this game of life I cannot be this monster professional without some sort of ego like you can't get in a game being a pussy you just can't so a lot of times you know it's like I'm beating on my chest and I'm like you know I'm splashing water and it's similar to like that's why I love this Beyonce thing so much because when she's like rubbing her nose and she's making this tiger faces if you're gonna get in the game get in the game because you're going to get beat up life and professionalism it's a contact sport so that is you know you know you gotta have that number eight can a person who has little confidence build it and keep it? I absolutely think so. You have to start somewhere. It starts if you go back to um, the vision boards, the power of positive thinking. It's all about the judging. You know, you gotta, it's really just removing other people, removing the thoughts of others and removing your thoughts of others. And that's gonna help you with your confidence. And 
find what you do well. I don't care who you are. There's something that you do well. I don't even care. I'm serious. Like there's something that you do well and it's right under your nose. People are always like, I don't know what my gifts are. I don't know what I'm great at. And it's that thing that you, that you think is silly or stupid. You know what I mean? It's like, maybe I have a friend and I don't know if she listens to these podcasts, but I have a neighbor who I think I'm pretty sure she wonders what she's great at. This girl knows everything about the Olympics. I swear to God. I mean, it's like she you can sit, she knows what time everything comes on. She knows what sports are disqualified, how you get disqualified. She knows every single player's story. And I'm like, honey, that's your calling. That's your gift. You can be a correspondent. You can be blogging. You could be star. And she's and she's always on like she knows what's cracking all year long, even when it's not the year of the Olympics. And so it's those weird things. I had a friend and I was, you know, she is a banker. And she was just, I'm not happy. I'm not passionate. What should I be doing? And she really wished that she could have been in the circus as a kid. And even as an adult, and I said, you know what? I bet you there's a bunch of other adults that would love to be in the circus. Why don't you open a gym that has like circus, you know, retired people from the circus and just teaching, you know, people who always wanted to flip and jump and twirl. I mean, hey, people, whatever it is, no matter how silly you think it is, there is somebody out there that wants to be silly with you. Um, whatever you think. I'm telling you, it's like my very first boyfriend used to always say, my week knows everything about nothing. And I'm sure I've shared this before. And I'm I'm curious. I have, I know a lot of like crazy facts. Like I know a lot of like useless BS. I do. Um, and I also know, you know, when it comes to hair and curl box, what people don't understand about me is that while I know what works for everyone, almost like I'm like a a hair pharmacist, like I can prescribe you something. I can look at your hair, touch your hair and tell you what things that I think will work or based on your attitudes, your style preferences, you know, what kind of sense you like, um, you know, based on, in a conversation, I can probably, I would say that, that I could probably get it right most of the time um, or get close to what you might like, lead you to the right family of brands that you might like, you know, based on your income, all of that. I really, really love this. So um, I hope you guys know that, that, you know, I do this all from the gut, from the heart. I love it. My mom is a, my mom is the world's biggest product junkie. So I grew up with a woman who literally buys like 10 products a week. Like she's still crazy. She called me, I got my curl box. I use this and that. So yes, you can build, build confidence and keep it. Um, nine bad decisions. I mean, we've all made them. Shoot, listen, I've made a ton of bad decisions. I'm not even, ton, 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 ton. But guess what? making bad decisions is better than making no decisions. So just remember that, like, you're not going to always get it right. I, I don't always get it right, you know, but you learn by doing. And number 10, how do you beast the day? How do you like focus and take advantage of your day? Um, it's very simple. I think that you have to have a schedule. I'm obsessed with the date and like calendars. Um, I have an assistant who manages my calendar. I'm very um, adamant about my day and about my time. I don't let people waste my time. I know right now at a 7 11 p.m that you know i've got some food in the crock pot i have the housekeeper just left so i probably need to just do a handful of things um i need to get up in the morning and go to the gym i already know that that has to happen i have to be in my office by a certain time because i have a meeting first thing you know i have several phone calls already planned for my day um tuesday i have somebody coming to town so i never let things run over I'm always, if you say you're going to do something, set blocks of time between this time and that time I'm doing this and don't go over. Like, I know it's so easy when you get with your friends to like, oh, you know, if you have something and you say, I'm going to stop at seven o'clock so I can go home at 
write my blog post or write a chapter or do some research, get up and go, you know, just get up and go stick to your schedule. Like that's how I do it is that I am very, very adamant. I stick to a schedule pretty much every single day of the week, you know, and have someone coming to town. I know which days they're going to be here. I know how many days I need to prepare. I know that I'm going out of town. I stick to my schedule all the time. You know, it ebbs and flows, but I mostly, I keep a schedule. I use a calendar. I'm serious about my time. And I don't, you know, like I said, I don't let people waste it. Don't come in here and waste my time. If you're not prepared, get out of here. You know what I mean? If you're not, I prepare, I'm prepared. So you need to prepare. Otherwise, stop wasting my time. And so I got this all in 25 minutes. It's a little bit of a long one. Um, a little bit of a ramble too, but you know what? It's the end of the year and I really like talking to you guys. Talk to you later. Have a have, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, and I hope to talk to you before then, but if I don't, be great.